0: Welcome to another edition of Thinking Like a Lawyer. I'm Joe Patrice from Above the Law. That's Catherine Ravino, uh,
1: also of Above the Law.
0: Yeah, also yes, and we're here to talk about some of the big stories of the week in the legal world. Uh, something of a digest, if you will, of the happenings across the legal landscape.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you do this weekend, Joe?
0: Um, I.
1: <gasps> are you just going to answer the question?
0: What are you What are you talking about? I'm confused. I, I thought I just there would be a to...
1: sound effect that I'd have to grumble about before you answered the question because it's our small talk segment.
0: I, I mean, this is not that because I'm I I like I'm not really ready for that.
1: You're not ready to answer the very easy question of how was your weekend? That no, that, you asked what I
0: did. you asked that what that I was the, that you was... asked what I did, and that's different than how was it. I feel like if I were to say how it was, I'd say.
1: By the way, you're welcome.
0: More enjoyable. No, I You're well,
1: welcome. See, I
0: did not consider this our small talk segment, but how, how, you just jumped wait, right wait, into we it. We did
1: the intro and then we do small talk. That's Right,
0: all but we do. I don't think we were done with the intro. Like we where but we had talked about say. Yeah, okay.
1: This is who just, we are. Yeah. That's that's the intro. That's the intro. It's not it's not rocket science here, buddy. Okay. Buddy. How was your weekend?
0: Better than my week is turning out to be, apparently.
1: <laughs> Well, I know you're an Oregon fan, and they had a a pretty notable college football win. Yeah, it
0: turned out pretty well. Uh, That was a a result that I was certainly thought was, I pretty much thought that was how the game was going to go. Did you? Did you really? When when Oregon's best defensive players were healthy, and when they all were hurt, I thought, well, no. But I guess even without the best players on the team, it turned out
1: Kayvon Thibodeau was out. Uh, Oregon's probably the number one overall draft pick is what
0: all... Certainly in the top three, yeah.
1: Certainly what a lot of people are saying at this point, um, out with a high ankle sprain, uh, but somehow still managed to take out the number three team in the nation, well, the Ohio State.
0: Oh, yeah, no. they. Well, I mean, what, formerly number three, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. I guess the new rankings are... Oregon to four, and uh, yeah, and we'll move on from that.
1: Nicely played. So, yeah. as if the season were ending. And right now, yeah, uh, Oregon be, being the playoffs. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, you know. It does like,
0: not end right now. I,
1: I, it's Alas. week two. It's week two. I I, I know
0: it. Yeah, but, so how about you? How was your...
1: Well, I guess as long as we're talking about sporting, I was very upset about the results of the F1 race. Well, not upset. Okay, so Daniel Ricciardo came in first and Lando Norris came in second, both of McLaren, which is perfectly lovely. They are delightful follows on the Instagram slash social media. They seem absolutely delightful. uh, But I was very upset because uh, Max Verstappen, current points leader, crashed into... Lewis Hamilton, my favorite driver, and the defending world champion. It
0: did seem like a fairly ill-advised move. Uh, Yeah.
1: Well, he's going to get a three-grid penalty during the next race, which I, like so many people out in the world, only became a a fan of F1 racing as a result of the Netflix TV show uh, Drive to Survive, Mm -hmm. uh, which I highly recommend. It's super fun and gets you up early on weekends. Yeah. Cause they are generally international. I think there's one uh, this year, there's one uh, U.S. race, but generally they're international. So, you know, other time zones are a thing. So you got to get up early to pay attention. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And I have to say as a Mercedes fan, they have the best colors in, they have such great colors. It's like this delightful, like sea green slash tealy kind of a color Uh and black, which I mean, classics, it's not, it's just freaking cool. Fair so um, I'm here for it. And it's like a greener shade of like that kind of tealy color. Okay, I like it a lot. Yeah. and I really enjoy wearing their paraphernalia.
0: And uh, welcome everybody just joining us on this weekly <laughs> Pantone podcast where we talk about different shades, minute differences between different shades of These green. things matter. Mm.
1: Listen, just because you don't care about copyright law doesn't mean...
0: I, I do care about copyright what?
1: i was just saying, well, like, you have to, like, you know, the specific shade you use in your oh. trademarks are, is important.
0: Mm. Well, now that seems kind of quasi-legal I as did a something concept, here. which means that it is no longer small talk time
1: for this you are, show. But I, I deserve some credit for queuing you up for a thing that I dislike. Yeah. Because that's, I care. That's a I care. That's a testament
0: to how much I've gotten into that brain.
1: <laughs> is that what you think? Like,
0: yeah. Yeah, no. It's just like a poison that has taken root and now you're You are in fact complicit in your own
1: toxic even. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. How about
0: Speaking that? Speaking of toxic, I guess uh poisons. Guess, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was one of our uh, bigger stories of the week, a former... And now
0: you might think that our what well, the big story would be the Britney Spears uh, conservatorship ending. Mm-hmm. And that was The Toxic Link, which, you know, was actually a story, but not one that was like all that huge for us, but one that you should at least be aware of that that conservatorship is ending. But the actual toxic transition we were doing is this.
1: Yeah, which, you know... Kudos for writing another story. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, but a former big law attorney, Leo I. Al Gorebe, who worked at a trio of different big law firms as an associate throughout the years, uh, Allen and Overy, Herbert Smith Freehills, and Milbank, was arrested and charged for, um, he apparently injected food at three different grocery stores in West London with blood.
0: Okay, I have questions.
1: Yeah, I don't think you're the only one, but I'll, I'll do what I can.
0: So I guess why is not a good one to start with, uh, because that's probably wrapped up in a bunch of stuff. But well, let's try. Why? Unclear. Okay.
1: So uh, he went to three different grocery stores, apparently all in the same block in London, and injected food with blood, Um, although the authorities are still doing analysis to find out what exactly was in this syringe that he went through and injected. And then at the third one, he also threw eggs and okay. at that point is when he was arrested.
0: Man, th- this is like the worst ending to a Scooby-Doo. He would have gotten away <laughs> with it if it weren't for those pesky eggs.
1: Well, unclear about that he would have gotten away with it. But yeah, and so there was like an alert that went out for anyone who had purchased any food in any of those grocery stores that day to just throw it all out. They didn't know exactly the scope of it when it initially happened. And yeah, he's um, charged with contaminating or interfering with goods.
0: I uh, well, well, um... Were these like meat products where like it's blood mixing with other blood or I mean, is he, is he giving you like a Jello o Twinkie? Like what's, <laughs> what's happening
1: here? Uh, It's unclear exactly what was injected, um, but there were food packages that were sent off for the chemical testing, and I guess we'll find out more. As the case goes through, he's expected in court again later this month. Uh, He was remanded to custody, uh, and then a plea hearing is scheduled later this week, so I don't have any information about what he says about what happened, but yeah, that's what we know right now. Yeah. I mean, listen, I've been at Above the Law for a few years now, uh, and you've been at the job even longer than I mm-hmm. have. This has to be the most bizarre big law story.
0: Oh, that sounds like a bet. I mean it's uh, it, it certainly it, is it's certainly up there. But that sounds like that sounds like something we've got to research. Uh but I it, it, I mean this
1: is this is pretty big. This is this is pretty it's just bizarre. Like I don't know what happened. I don't know why. I don't know why anyone would I mean that's the kind of thing that you would Maybe jaw dropping no matter who it was. But when you I don't know, I guess there's this kind of weird expectation that somebody who's an attorney and worked at prestigious locations would not do this. But I I guess that that is a, a lie that we tell ourselves.
0: I just am really hoping that what was going on here is that he was deeply embroiled in a, a lawsuit against a, uh, you know, on defending another grocery store. And, was, and this was all for work. <laughs> you think work. this
1: is litigation strategy? I, I'm hoping
0: this is strategy, because otherwise it's Amazing. really disturbing.
1: Uh, I mean, it is, it's still disturbing. I was like, counter? <laughs> More disturbing if it's litigation strategy.
0: <laughs> I mean...
1: And we don't know what was in it either, if it was... um poison if it was just something that would just just another additive who's to say exactly what it what it was but i guess i mean scientists are to say and will at some point in fact say it but uh, as of right now that's an unknown it is just a bonkers case that is out there
0: yeah well um
1: (laughs) i mean there's not much else to say except that that happened that
0: that happened you should be aware So amateur food scientist, Uh, big big (laughs) law turned amateur food scientist. That's uh, that's that's one way to look at it for sure. That's not why you go to law school.
1: You go to law school to be a lawyer. It's not why you go to law school
0: and not an accountant. Take advantage of Nota, a no-cost idle management tool that helps solo and small law firms track client funds down to the penny. Enjoy peace of mind with one-click reconciliation, automated transaction alerts, and real-time bank data. Visit trustnota.com/legal to learn more. Terms and conditions may apply. Okay.
1: Yeah, that that was a story.
0: I mean, that seems like the most bizarre thing that a lawyer could possibly have done in recent memory. I mean, even even like within the confines of the whole run of us at this place, it can't possibly be that there's another story of an insane lawyer within the course of the last week.
1: Well, okay. I, I'm not going to use the word insane because I think that that has a lot of connotations and I don't think that's I don't fair. think we know anyone's mental state at this point that's involved in either of these cases, but it is certainly eyebrow raising, let's say. Yeah, this is actually a follow-up story to one that we reported on or I reported on back in May of this year when a Vermont lawyer, uh, Carrie Legas, was arrested for brandishing a gun at a grocery store, which, you know, not advised. What is it with
0: grocery stores?
1: <laughs> That's true. This are is, is our, our grocery store uh, segment, uh, apparently. But yeah, so she was arrested back in uh, May because uh she... Brandished, um a gun because she was apparently uptight or or did not enjoy these COVID protocols at the store. There was a sign that uh, in advised folks about social distancing um, at the store. She apparently shook the sign and then brandished a gun. And the the clerk of the store is is the one who reported that uh, and said. Apparently, the police have also said that after she was confronted, she's told police um, everyone at the road is military and that she she thought that someone was hiding behind the sign, shooting at the road. To be clear, the only gun was hers. And it was loaded, in fact. Um, So... Yeah. Uh, So that was the story back in May. We knew all we knew all those details. Then the update is that the Vermont Professional Responsibility Board recommended a nine month uh, sentence from the practice of law. She's been on interim suspension since the incident in May. But apparently nine months is what they deemed was appropriate in this case. But the disciplinary board also noted that the attorney improperly claims Fifth Amendment privileges and wouldn't answer any questions during their inquiry into exactly what happened um, Uh during the incident. Uh, And they said that that also played a role in their decision to issue the nine month suspension, although it is appealable by it's unclear whether or not she will appeal it. Uh, And also they can, you know, it hasn't happened yet, but it, it looks like nine months suspension is what's in the cards for her.
0: I mean, you know, that's just what the military was trying to do to her this whole time.
1: Well, I think she actually blamed her ex-husband is uh, Oh,
0: that's the new. Okay.
1: No, that that was one of the things that she said that it was it was all her uh, ex-husband's doing. So, mm. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that was an an interesting turn.
0: I mean, look, we we've seen a lot of these and, you know, it's complaining about COVID protocols. Uh, we've mm-hmm. seen a lot of these incidents. Usually it's uh a funny video of some going wild at a Trader Joe's, usually not a loaded gun involved, but...
1: It does change things a little bit.
0: You know, I mean...
1: It's not great.
0: Everything's bigger in Vermont, I
1: guess. (laughs) Uh,
0: Pushing it a little bit further. Uh, Yeah, no, but uh, he was able to... Boil down the COVID pro- the unnecessarily violent COVID protest to its barest essence to streamline it, if you will.
1: <laughs> streamline. Yeah, which is Uh-oh. why
0: which is why we're going to hear from the folks at Lexicon now. All right. uh, So I guess you wanted me real quick to talk about something else, and then we'll transition to your thing. The one thing that you have asked me to at least mention, just because it's out there and wild, Mm -hmm. a prominent lawyer in South Carolina was shot last week in the head. He, thankfully for him, has survived. It appears to have grazed him, but he was shot while trying to change his tire. This is extra weird as the appears as though the tire might have been tampered with so that it would go out so that he would be able to be ambushed on the side of the road. This comes a few months after his wife and son were found murdered. His son was at the time under suspicion in the death of another person, and there are also some... Rumors that the son had also killed a housekeeper in the past, at least was suspicions that were tossed around, which then never went anywhere because the powers that be in the area decided not to press charges. It's at this point that I mentioned that this family is like one of the most powerful, like legal families in that area of South Carolina. They Mm -hmm. have a firm of their own, which he and many of that this lawyer and many of his family work at he no longer works there as once he was shot in the head it started coming out that he'd apparently been taking money from the firm he has uh now huh. consented to have his license suspended in the interim uh huh. it, it's it's been a real roller coaster uh this story and it all kind of this sto-
1: feels like somebody overwrote some movie of the week
0: yeah yeah it really does right? like
1: this is this is that is the most bonkers story yeah. that we've discussed. I mean, tragic also because people are actually dead in it, but wow. Yeah. That's a that's a moment. That's a moment.
0: Yeah. There's um just to add anything else to it, uh the the guy's other brother is apparently believed to have been involved in a hit and run a few years ago too, but like there what? was yeah. What? Well, it gets weirder that The hit the speculation around the hit and run is that it might've been like intentional because there might've been a relationship there. Like it's all kinds of crazy. Like the more I start reading about these lawyers, which I was covering it just because, you know, guy lawyer, got, shot head, got shot in the head. And, it, yeah. uh, and like, that's
1: like probably enough to like pique our interest. And right. Then and then dig- it just
0: got deeper and deeper and, and very, you know, what it got me thinking of was, that midnight in the garden of good and evil book like just like oh. how in that quintessential southern town like everything was extra messed up at the further and further you dig uh, <laughs> that was exactly how i felt as i started going down the rabbit hole of reading old south carolina news clippings about these people to like wow. figure out what was going on it's it's some weird stuff um the stuff about the brother i hope is not true and the and, you know That's fine. But I obviously there was some talk about this prosecuting him for that hit and run in the past, which then never went anywhere. So hopefully that was the the correct result and not, you know, a shady result. And uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Wow. That is that's intense.
0: Yeah. So we're following.
1: That's a hell of a lot to deal with. Like, yeah. Uh,
0: it's a horrible uh, set of circumstances that all seem to be compiling on top of each other.
1: I mean, I will legit be surprised if Ryan Murphy doesn't do something with this.
0: Right, yeah. Like,
1: this, this, feels, this feels like prime inspiration. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah. So there's that. But that was just an interlude that you wanted me to quickly run down. Uh, well, we're the- on
1: the subject of bunker stories. I thought it made some sense.
0: I mean, look... Didn't want to make it sound kind of hacky. Oh, speaking of people who are hacks, you have a story about... Oh, I was going to go with
1: murder. Amy Coney is murdered irony.
0: Oh, there you go. I mean, that's a good headline, too, whichever. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I was just going to go with it. Anyway, yes, a big story happened over the weekend was uh, Amy Coney Barrett spoke at an event saying that her goal was to convince folks that this court is not comprised of a bunch of partisan hacks. Oh. I mean... Big eye roll right there. But the thing that really got me is the location of this speech, which she could have given basically anywhere. Yes. I mean,
0: obviously, there were many places where she could have given the speech. She's
1: actually concerned about the court being perceived as partisan. Right. She could she could make that speech at any university, probably. Right. I'm sure. Uh, No, she didn't. Well, it was at a university. It was at University of Louisville, but it was at the 30th anniversary of the McConnell Center.
0: Oh, I wonder if that's any relation to Mitch it McConnell. Is. Oh, is it is. It is the same yeah, after I, him. I assume he wasn't there. Oh, he was. Oh, he looking was on, and well, sitting doting. up there with right her. There, yeah, right there. I mean, yeah. the
1: pictures. I mean, God bless Twitter. Right, some of these images that people ha- and memes that have happened uh, as a result have been very, very entertaining. So I, I, I highly approve of that. But yeah, no, with Mitch McConnell, the very man who you know kept Scalia's seat vacant for almost a year because he didn't want Obama to Point a justice and then turned around and immediately, in record breaking pace, confirmed Amy Coney Barrett into Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat. That man, that man is who they were honoring and his center. And uh, I think Fix the Courts, Gabe Roth said, you know, this has every look and feel of a partisan event. And if she actually cares about that, maybe not speaking at something that looks and feels like a partisan event is a place to start if you actually care about the court being perceived as non-Potterson.
0: Yeah. I mean, it really is. It raises the question of whether or not she's really as dumb as a lot of the talk around it uh, Mm -hmm. was or if she's, like, intentionally just bad faith trolling people. She has a
1: lifetime appointment. Why not troll?
0: I guess. It just just feels... I don't know. I think the
1: majority of mainstream coverage has been... Not barely mentions the fact that it takes place there, but without any sort of commentary that, hey, I, it's, it's just Amy Coney Barrett calls for a nonpartisan court. Like that's how the majority of the outlets are covering it.
0: Well, I mean, I, I. Yeah. OK, well, I here's the thing on that. I, and I am the first to criticize the way in which mainstream media covers the court. I do think that. At least, for instance, I, I think it was the USA Today was the headline that I saw, which I thought while maintaining the journalistic, I believe, unnecessary practice of forced objectivity, uh, where they just pretend, well, we can't talk about those things, even though we see them. I do think there was a clever editorial move because they made sure that the picture that went with, we're not a bunch of partisan hacks, had both her and McConnell in the frame. So you could see that that was, I thought thought that, that was a Subtle move, uh, but I, I think ext-
1: that I think that any coverage absolutely one hundred percent needs to plainly state McConnell's widely hypocritical stance on filling Supreme Court seats. Uh, when you look at Scalia's seat and Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat, I yeah. think that if you don't mention that, you are doing a grave disservice to the people that you supposedly yeah. serve.
0: Yeah, I, as I've said before, I'm one of those people who thinks one of those seats should have been yeah. filled by one of them, but not both. Correct. Uh, and I mean, yes. Yeah. I,
1: I, I think everyone, everyone who like, isn't the rule a has partisan to be, hack thinks that. The
0: rule has to be one thing or the other.
1: Correct. I think I don't I don't think anyone who's literally not a partisan hack objects to that. Yeah.
0: And this uh, is why I think that staggered term limits can fix this problem long term. But an aside... I, I want to go back to the journalism question because I do think it's interesting because there is this forced objectivity which is problematic and leads to the situation where we don't get a good view of what's happening. I do think, though, and this is one of those moments, and maybe this is just Twitter being Twitter life, not real life, I feel as though the backlash to those stories has been swift and fairly widespread. I mean, I in my threads... I keep seeing people like not really even in the weeds of legal news, people pop up with this is, you know, she was at McConnell's like, everyone seems to be focusing on that fact, at least in the secondhand news market, as I'm going to call it. And I think that that, you know, is part of the news cycle in a world of social media, too. but,
1: But I do think that there is a vast difference between Twitter life and real life. I think that most people are not actually on Twitter, as ubiquitous as it may be. Sure. Uh, and the, the other thing is, you know, there's all the research that says that people don't read the corrections or don't read the follow-up, or if they do, they don't stick with them. That what Six and Folks' is memory is the first instance of, that they hear a story and those the details that are chosen in that first iteration. So I think that that's really problematic. And I, I just, and more to the point, even if there is backlash and even if people are appropriately contrite Don't do it in the first place. Right. I mean, we are in a real bad place in terms of journalism right now, right? Like the whole backlash slash existence of the term fake news, right,
0: Mm -hmm. has, has
1: really caused genuine trouble with our country. And I think that this doesn't help the problem.
0: No, it certainly doesn't. And I, I get your point, and you seem to subtly be making reference to another story there. Uh, your point about how people's reactions is the first thing they see. And there is something to that. And I wrote a piece on this this week about the way local news talks about criminal justice and the ways in which it phrases. You know, the story was something along the lines of uh, police wanted to search his house, but he said he wanted to talk to his lawyer. And I'm like, yeah, yeah what? That, <laughs> that is how that works. Um, but it should work. Yeah. But, but the way in which media can, you know, kind of subtly invade the mind with the idea that these things, uh, these, you know, constitution things are mm-hmm. uh, annoyances rather than the actual way the whole country is supposed to work. So I wrote that story. Not really need to go into that deeply, but I, I, one of the points I made in there that you kind of referenced in this was, yeah, the first thing you see is what you remember, which is why I, why I give credit to the folks who, even though the story was kind of straight-laced, that made the point of having the picture be there with the headline, we're not a bunch of partisan hacks. I felt like that was very much the flip side of this, where somebody utilized the headline and image as a way to convey a message that may not have come across in the article proper, but was worthy of being picked up by people who would see it on a first impression.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. I, I think that being more explicit is, is probably a good thing, but I hear what you're saying.
0: Yeah, well no, I mean I, I've never been much of a fan of
1: Yeah, subtlety is also lost on a lot of folks. I
0: feel like objectivity in journalism is a largely false concept. Being mm-hmm. factual yeah, that is that other different. sideism
1: is yeah, yeah.
0: Factual is not the same as objective. And right. objective is just a way in which you neuter your access to that. Like and what's bizarre about it is everybody who champions this dumb j-school concept it's like when you think about like the people who are the heroes of journalism they're all people who went explicitly opposed to that right like <laughs> your edward r murrows of the world weren't sitting around and going well i mean joe well, mccarthy Republican. has a point <laughs> but
1: mccarthy says yeah it's yeah, like no, you're
0: right it, it's like the whole journalism's because you know like it is a lot of times, you know, your view of uh, any kind of field is who you view as your your heroes. And when that's at odds with what you view as your stated philosophy, I think that's weird. But alas, mm. speaking of uh, journalism school, I'll toss this one out another little nugget, not really a full story. But there was a tweet that went around the other day where somebody was saying uh, that that Wall Street Journal had written a piece saying that journalism school is too expensive mm-hmm. and people probably shouldn't go there. And somebody complained that, could you imagine if other professions are doing this? Could you imagine if lawyers went around telling people not to go to law school? And I was like, yeah, that's... <laughs> Welcome, welcome to the above the law, you know, whole business model.
1: Well, I, <laughs> I, I, I do think that there's a little bit of a distinction there because my read of that was that it's people who become journalists, but without going to journalism school, but are still, you know, active in the field versus no one's, your above the law is not saying that you should read the law and then take the bar exam, right? That is not our position.
0: Despite the number of articles that you've written about Kim Kardashian, Correct. I will doing say. doing that exact thing. Doing yeah.
1: that exact thing. 100%. But, you know. Listen, she's famous for other reasons, and also her work on criminal justice reform is it's truly good noteworthy. Yep. It's is actually a tremendous benefit to society, and if she's able to use that benefit because she is everything that she is, so be it. She's yeah. at least using it for good now, and that's my soapbox on Kim Kardashian. But yeah, but ETL's not going around saying, read the law. That's a better way to do things. So, yeah. anyway.
0: No, I think that's fair.
1: Right. I think that's
0: it. Is it? Okay. I don't know.
1: I feel like I just like wound up, and that was it
0: yeah no i mean i think that's right cool then we can you know kind of sign this out of session with our gavel
1: is that a gavel yeah it, it was sounds a like gavel. a hammer i mean i guess there's kind of similar they're kind of similar yeah
0: yeah Maybe it just can felt. almost every way yeah <laughs> but yeah no i was trying to see i'm testing new stuff see if there's more things I keep trying you could Go back really to the enjoy Anyway, so yeah, that brings us to the conclusion. Uh, You should be subscribed to this show so you get new episodes when they come out. You should be giving reviews, stars, as well as writing something. Even the act of just saying it's awesome is important because it shows engagement and that allows uh, all the services to pump it up so that more people can find the show. You should be reading Above the Law because we talk about all these stories. Before we even get to talking about them here, they usually appear there first. Mm -hmm. We are on social media. She's at Catherine1 the numeral one i'm at joseph patrice as far as twitter goes i'm sure we're other places too you can probably find those but twitter's uh, kind of the newsy place you should listen to the jabot which is katherine's other show about diversity in the law i'm on the legal tech week journalist roundtable you should also check out the other shows from the legal talk network thanks again of course to lexicon and nota powered by m bank and peace okay See again. I think you jumped the gun on I, that. I
1: know. I try to jump the gun a little bit. I think it's funnier. Oh. It's all. You know what? You know what? The soul of comedy is.
0: That. Oh, that's what you. Okay.
1: Timing.